to Inside with the Guides, a podcast where local guides introduce us to their destination and share with us highlights, tips, and personal preferences about the places where they live and work. We are Chile Signature, an entrepreneurship created by tour managers and professionals of tourism, with the dream of sharing the natural beauty of Chile through a responsible tourism. We are constantly searching to fulfill our client bucket list. Through each episode, get an insight of each destination. Take more than a picture, learn more than a fact. The real experience only come with locals. Join us. Hello and welcome to a new episode with uh, Inside with the Guides and Chile Signature. Today we are going to the southern part of Patagonia to talk about a beautiful adventure between Punta Arena City and Ushuaia when you want to visit the Beagle Channel area. In order to talk about this wonderful adventure, we are with Alejandro Briseño. He was born in Santiago and he called himself a citizen of the world, leaving the country at the age of 18 to live in different places such as Brazil, United States, Italy, and Mexico. He studied anthropology, but he dedicated himself to work as a guide in the Chilean Patagonia on the vessel Australis. To share with us today his experience as a guide in Australis company, we welcome Alejandro Briseño. Hello, Alejandro. How are you? Hello, Nicole. Thank you very much for this opportunity to share with all your listeners uh, the experience of visiting such a wonderful place uh, as Patagonia. I like to call it Southern Patagonia because many times when we hear Patagonia, the idea that comes into our minds or the places that come into our minds are Torres del Paine or Perito Moreno. But this is this is going to be a trip uh, to a place between Punta Arenas and Ushuaia. So it's a place that not many eyes have seen yet. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. All right, so um, Alejandro, where are you now? Well, right now, uh, even if, as you said before, I work in Patagonia, though that time, that period is only during the season. That is uh, eight months a year. But right now I'm in my hometown in Santiago de Chile uh, during this uh, quarantine. So Australis at the moment, this season is not doing the season anymore for this season. So until September next year, we are going to be working again, visiting that those wonderful places. Uh, so until further notice, I'm going to be here in Santiago de Chile Uh, well, studying and preparing myself for the next season. All right. So, Alejandro, we invite you to the program because uh, you have the chances of uh, always being participating in this trip uh, between Punta Arenas in Ushuaia with a company that is called Australis. So, the first question then, uh, Alejandro, is going to be, how do you get this dream job? Well, uh, after the 13 years that you were talking about that I spent in US, Italy, Mexico, and Brazil. 
I came back to my country and uh, the first contact with Australia was a phone call, a very surprising phone call because I never have heard of Australis. I never had been in Punta Arenas, in Patagonia, Chile, in Chilean Patagonia, neither in Argentina and Patagonia. So it was kind of, I guess, it's a, it's a mistake, this uh, phone call to me. But um, the offer was there. The offer was to be a guide in Italian for to be on board during the seasons and all of that. Wonderful place, wonderful program, wonderful experience. At least on the on the talking of the person that was contacting me, but I say no. What? Sometimes you say <laughs> what you are. They are offering you a job in Patagonia. You are you are going to be paid to be in Patagonia. And why you say no? Well, because uh, as you said before, Nicole, I have a master's degree in, in anthropology, so I wanted to to have a certificate or something on tourism to be 100% on the industry, not just, uh, well, not just in the case of uh, a master's degree is something, but uh, I did I didn't want to enter into tourism with um, more knowledge. So I did a certificate of four months here in Santiago with professionals of the area that were experts on their area. So for example, in uh, human resources was the person in charge of on the, at the time, Marriott. Uh, for revenue, revenue management was the revenue management of the Ritz-Carlton, also in Santiago. Oh, okay. For marketing was the marketing person on LATAM. So their experience on big uh, companies, I like it to receive them, even if it was only a four months, but to have it and then make it in my own and then begin to be a professional on this, on this area of tourism, you know, not just uh, being doing jumping around or to continue the, the vocation, if you want to say like that, of professor. I was a professor, a teacher in Mexico City for four years. So why I didn't continue that that trail? Well, because I wanted to do something else. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, um, let me ask you, because there, I have a lot of questions, uh, and some of them are questions that clients ask me about the people working on the ship. But first of all, let me ask you, what are the highlights when you do this trip between Punta Arenas and Ushuaia? Well, the highlights, I will say, mainly are three. Uh, three concepts, three realities that tourists that come into Patagonia are looking for. And mainly are glaciers, uh, penguins, and I guess the biggest of the highlights on our route is Cape Horn. As everyone knows, Cape Horn is considered the end of the world, but as I call it, I rebaptize it as uh, the beginning of the world. Because it's a tremendous experience. It's a tremendous experience, not only a nautical, not only a historical one, but to set foot on that island, it's something else. And I guess we will talk about that in next questions that you might be curious of. Penguins, well, penguins, everyone loves penguins, are super funny uh, animals. And then, so everyone that... Uh, are looking for fauna here in Patagonia. The protagonists it's, uh, are the penguins and glaciers. Why glaciers, I will say, are uh, highlights? That because 
even in Alaska, you might see glaciers. So you see glaciers in other places. But what I see that is very important and very unique of this region, uh, the southern Patagonia region, is that you are by yourself. So the glacier that is in front of you, it's just for you. It's, uh, it's there. It's uh, magnificent uh, products of the nature, but just for you. It's not 50 cruise ships. It's not a crowded terrace where you might be trying to find yourself your way to take a picture for. No, it's just for you. It's, that's the experience that our tourists have with us on board the Australia's ships. So those three are the highlights. Yes. In my opinion. So we have penguins. the penguins and we have the glaciers. Mm -hmm. And Cape Horn. And the Cape Horn, which is, wow, which is, yeah, actually stepping on um, the end of uh, the continent when you can do that, which is not always possible, right? So next question will be, let's see, this is a question that clients always ask me. What is this uh, people doing when they are not... Uh, on this question, <laughs> because uh, people should know how many people is in your in your team when you're working. Well, the expedition team or the guides on board are 10. So, okay. So let's say that when we go to excursions abroad, then everybody, you know, is working. But I get usually this question. What is these people doing when they are not there? Well, uh, as you may, as you may know, on board, there is a lot of job to do. Obviously, guides, mm -hmm. in, our, in our case, we are not going to be in the kitchen uh, preparing your lunch or neither at the bar preparing a pisco sour for you or a margarita. But yes, we do have other duties besides being with groups. Each one of us uses or speaks three or four languages. Uh, so each, more or less, each group a language group has its own guide in its own language. So the Germans will have a guide that speaks German, the Italians or the Brazilians, and, uh, and so on and so forth. Other activities besides the landings are reception. And you might, you might think, well, why reception on a ship? Mm -hmm. In a hotel is understandable, but in a ship it's very important too because a ship, a cruise ship, and in this case, an expedition cruise ship, is a hotel. It's a floating hotel. So you might have some other needs. You, you do have some needs of an extra travel. You do have some extra needs of uh, what is going on for the next excursion. So who explains that to you is the receptionist. And in this case, one of the guides. So each one of us on the team, we might have turns, ships on the reception so we do have you we are there like a face like a face uh, the public relation face to all of our guests on board and we try to help each one of them with their own needs all right and besides that a third duty it's a kind of academical one mm -hmm. because even if there is a lot of fun even if all our tourists on board go to the excursions and and try to enjoy as much as they can all the nature and the landscapes that we do have, we try to give something else that are the lectures, talks about history, fauna. Some are historical, so are more heavy-duty heavy ones. Some others are more practical, like 
the typology or the options on the landings for the next day. So all of those, all those talks or lectures, even if they are practical or heavy duty ones, we are, all of us, we will do all of them in our own languages. Or if it's not the case, the translation. Okay. So super. Okay. Um, Alejandro, what would be your recommendation in terms of the luggage? If anybody wants to go and take this uh, Beagle adventure between uh, Ushuaia and Punta Arenas or the opposite, what are the things you cannot miss to put in your luggage? Oh, one thing, and it's super important, and even if it's not so obvious, uh, waterproof clothes. Because even in summer, summer in Patagonia, it's not a Rio de Janeiro summer. It's not 40 Celsius degrees. It's maximum more or less 15 Celsius. So sometimes you might have some rain. Sometimes you might have some splashing water because the vessel do not arrive into a port. So once you leave the departure port being Punta Arenas or Ushuaia, you leave behind civilization. There is no other place. There is no other city. There is no other town. The four days route, you will be by yourself, by your other 100 or 150 passengers on the Australis, and that's it. Maybe you won't see another human being during four days. So no internet, no phone, no nothing. So that's why it's super important, the um, waterproof clothes, because the landings are on Zodiacs. So you don't arrive to a port. You go to the place. Wet landings. Are wet landings, yeah. And sometimes, yes. sometimes okay. Cape Horn, it's shaky. Sometimes, I would love to say that it's more a little bit more adrenalinic type of landings in Cape Horn. So it's very important. Alejandro, if somebody is asking, uh, is wondering right now, uh, should I bring uh, Dramamine or this kind of um, medicine for rough waters? What is, what is going to be your answer? I will say yes, just in case. But uh, I always try to not recommend it, at least on the first day, because sometimes we, we get sick even with the with the vessel stopped on on the port, so mm -hmm. it's kind of a something mental or something that you oh I will get sick even before you arrive into the vessel. So I will if you have it and if you want to have it, bring it so no not a problem. But okay. but take it only on places that most of the times are going to be rocky. For example, Cape Horn. But not, not the first day, because many of those pills are going to get you um, sleepy and you won't be able to enjoy the places <laughs> that you are visiting. Yeah, that's true. So better, yes. better get sleepy when it's necessary and not before. Yeah, that's true. Alejandro, I remember the very first time I, I get the adventure between uh, um, Punta Arenas and Ushuaia through the Beagle Channel. I, I always recall my first sensation of seeing what Darwin and Fitzroy saw uh, in their trip and stepping on in um, Cape Horn. And, you know, there is so many magnificent things to see and things to do. I'm wondering, what was your best experience ever in those many years you've been 
doing this trip. Yeah, what you say is super true. I mean, uh, besides the beauty of nature that you will be seeing and experiencing this during these four days, the historical things are incredible. I mean, being walking on Gulaya, that is one of the stops, and knowing that in those same trail has been also Darwin, also Fitzroy, wow. I mean, it's maybe he saw the same things that you are seeing, but had almost 200 years uh, before you. So that's super impressive. But the, the best experience for me during these six years is not something historical, mm-hmm. but it was something very much simple with a couple from Barcelona. There was uh, this couple from Barcelona, and he was always wearing sunglasses all the time at the bar, at the dining room, at the landings. And I'm kind of curious type of person. So <laughs> I, I was wondering why he will be wearing sunglasses. And also because on board, it's a little bit dark. So uh, it, will, it could be a little bit um, unsafe to be walking around the vessel with sunglasses, right? Uh, so I asked him, hey, in, in one landing that we did in front of Pia Glacier, a wonderful afternoon, blue sky that is very, very uncommon in Patagonia, you might recall that. And I asked him why he will be using sunglasses all the time. And he will tell, he, his answer was shocking, shocking. And, and it was kind of a, a before and after the question because uh, he told me I'm losing sight wow. and while I have a little bit of my capacity of seeing I will be traveling to be able to see the beauties of the world I didn't tell you this before but I should but I had a list of like a like a prisoner <laughs> having all the yeah. Marking the times that I had been in each one of the places. So Pia Glacier, 234, Cape Horn, 400 and something else. Mm-hmm. So like that. Yeah. And after this answer of this couple from Barcelona, and I say, I'm a stupid. I'm a nonsense because how can I be counting the time that I had been in a place mm-hmm. when a person that is almost blind is taking more advantage of myself, of being here. So I took the paper of my census, <laughs> of my times of being in each one of the places, and I throw it into the trash. Mm-hmm. Because I said, when I do not experience a place, like the first time, change. Go somewhere else. Go to another company, go to work in a hotel, work, change. Yes. Because if you do not vibrate, like the first time being in Glacier, Pia Glacier, if you do not vibrate, like the first time being in, at the end of the world, it's a dream of a life for many tourists. Exactly. They cry, and I cannot be counting the times <laughs> like a prisoner. Exactly. So maybe that, that was yeah. That was great. I mean, that was uh, super simple. No, it's great. I guess not even a yeah. minute, but uh, it changed. It changed the view, the how I see my job 
Asagai. Nice. Wow, very very nice because uh, you know you, you just make me uh, remember the the people that travels and they said oh, it doesn't matter that how many places you've been on it's the what you should really count is how many takes away breath you've been having mm-hmm. and the, if you have wow moments that is what it counts and that's it that's all so nice very good I'm wondering related with that in in your opinion Alejandro what do you think we should be doing every time we start a new trip. What is our task? Oh, our task. As a tourist, I will say, do not go with an expectation, like a list of things or places that you want to see. That is a very important, but I'll, I guess something that we should do as a tourist, as a travelers, is to enjoy 100% the local. You go to the to the other place of the world, to Patagonia, a very, very far away place, a destination. Go to experience, to, to be a Patagonia yourself. So try to, to, to eat where the Magallanicos eat. Try to um, have a Cordero al Palo, like, <laughs> like the Fueguians. Uh, be like one of them. Because if you go just for the shopping, I mean, just shop at our own neighborhood. I mean, I guess if you are going to do the same things as you do at your own hometown, stay at home, stay at home. But let's try to 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 have a lot of pictures, a lot of selfies, enjoy them, but have the experience of the local and, and try to to get as much as you as we can of those destinations back home. So let's try to 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 have a, a, a more packed luggage of experience than uh, before we started our trip. Super. Well, thanks. And what should be our main goal, like you and uh, in your expedition? Our our main goal, I will say, and it's uh, a phrase that I. I took from Mexico, it's a phrase that they say it all the time, mi casa es tu casa, my home is your home. So we as tour leaders, we as guides, we are as a professionals of tourism, we should see the person that is in front of us, the group that is in front of us in our care, not like clients, but like friends, like visitors, like guests, or of my house. So I'm showing them a glacier. It's like I'm showing my backyard, my office. And I, I should feel, we, we should feel that, trying to, to be with them like if, uh, if, if they are in our house. And since they are guests, since they are friends, we should continue that contact. We cannot forget them. After four days on a vessel, after, let's say, two weeks on a trip with an agency, we cannot. I mean, we, we spend time together. We, they weren't at home. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's crazy, but it's, that's the case. We should continue. What about their fir- birthday? What about how was their trip back home? Not, like, not just like clients. No, 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 no. It shouldn't be like that. Super. Um, Alejandro, we are getting very close of the end of this episode, and I cannot avoid to ask you a very tough question. 
This company makes, uh, makes a, a trip between Punta Arenas and Ushuaia or Ushuaia to Punta Arenas, which is a slightly different kind of a trip. Which one for you, it's your preferred? <laughs> I know it's hard, but I want your honest opinion. I mean, a lot of, a lot of uh, travelers ask the same thing, so. Uh, I guess it, it depends. It depends what uh, you are looking for as a traveler. Mm -hmm. But I, both of them have glaciers. Both of them have Cape Horn. Mm -hmm. uh, both of them arrived into a city that is very well connected to the rest of Patagonia. But I will say if I were a tourist trying to take advantage of this experience, I would do Ushuaia Punta Arenas. And why is that? Because the route to Suaya Punta Arena has more glaciers mm -hmm. on the options of landings. And also because the experience with the penguins are one hour walk with the penguins. Yes. So it's kind of be, we be with them just side by side. And even if Punta Arena Suaya has penguins, but it's not the same. It's not the yes. same. One thing is to to see the animal, to see the wildlife from a zodiac ride. And the other thing, super different and super fun, and it's going to be something memorable, is to be walking side by side with a penguin. Uh, and, the best, <laughs> and the best moment to go and to do that is January. Because in January, you do have adults, and also you got already the chicks outside the nest. So you might have much more in quantity than, for example, right now in October, that is only the beginning of their land season at the island. All right. And uh, I have uh, one more question very quickly. Uh, you have to spend a little bit of time in Ushuaia and a little bit of time in Punta Arenas. Very quickly, there is one place that you really recommend to visit besides, uh, you know, just not going from the, the port to the airport, but stop in this place before you go to the airport in Ushuaia and in Punta Arenas? Yeah. In Punta Arenas, uh, what I will do, because I like history, I will do, I will do the Museo Salesiano, the Bargatello. Mm -hmm. It's a muse museum in downtown, and there you do have pictures of the 20s, of the 30s, taken by a Salesian missionary priest. So you might be able to see what you are seeing today, 2020, in a picture of almost 100 or 110 years ago. So you are able to see how it's evolving and how this very interesting concept of uh, uh, climate change and all of that you might see on a picture. Yeah. And also, obviously, some other place, some uh, other material on that museum that are very interesting on the uh, fauna and the history of the region. That is a very interesting region because it's kind of a different history of the whole country mm -hmm. as Chile. In Ushuaia, I will do, if you do have some time, I will do the train of the end of the world, El Tren del Fin del Mundo. Because it's a visit of the national park, the Parque Nacional Tierra del Fuego, mm -hmm. uh, on a train. So you you see you take more advantage of the time, mm -hmm. but also in a different experience on a 
on a on a train visiting all those areas, natural areas of Ushuaia, and it's very close. Okay, very close from downtown. Well. Thank you. Thank you very much, Alejandro, for all your insights. And uh, I don't know if you want to give us your contact information, if anybody wants to get in touch with you. Yeah, obviously. I am in Instagram and also in Facebook. I have my profile like Alejandro Briseño. Mm-hmm. So it's not that that difficult. And, and that's it. I mean, in those <laughs> two... Those two uh, social networks i i I, i'm trying to share some other pictures and more information about obviously patagonia okay Uh, that is a place that is almost home for me even if i live in Santiago. okay and before we say goodbye do you want to invite uh, the rest of uh, the people to visit your destination yeah obviously Uh, it's a place that i hope many more passengers many more Travelers uh, will visit, will come, and will experience Southern Patagonia. It's a place that is still pristine. It's still with n- not that crowded groups of people visiting that place. So, after this period of uh, lockdown and COVID and all of that that we know very very well, uh, one of the destinations that should come into your mind because of the uniqueness and, and the distance and of the very few people that are going to be visiting it's Patagonia and also we should say it because we do not know how many more years will stay there the glaciers so mm-hmm. let's come let's enjoy them and as I learned three years ago let's try not to mark the times <laughs> that we are in a place but enjoy it because every day has its own blessings thank you nicole thank you very much alejandro and thank you for the audience for being with us uh, again in this episode dedicated to southern patagonia and uh, we'll be seeing you next week thank you very much alejandro and see you next time bye-bye bye nicole thank you for listening insights with guides if you want to know more you can visit our website www chilesignature.com as well our social media join us soon on another episode when we will visit a different destination in our country chile signature experience passion and commitment at your service stay tuned